0: Ready to go, hi, you're listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by a Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. And today we are on site in my personal kitchen, uh, doing a show. And I have two guys who just recruited me not too long ago for their Hogs for the Cause team. I have Larry Wilkie and Brian Page with me. How's it going, guys?
1: Doing well, very Thanks, good, Chef very Amy. good,
0: and uh. Guys, I have to tell you that I am super excited. I have been a fan of hogs for many, many years. Um, I believe that pork fat rules supreme, as I think most of us do. Uh, But the cause for pediatric brain cancer is very near and dear to my heart and I think many people's hearts. But to get the call that says, hey, you wanna be on our team? I got so excited, guys.
1: Yeah, it was, it, was, it was exciting to have you join us because basically, you know, we, we were getting into a position where we are watching all these other teams have their own chefs on them and, you know, I felt like we were getting left behind. So I said, well, who do I know that, that may be into this? And you were more than happy to step up?
0: Well, I'm more than happy to, um, to put things on the smoker. Um, I don't know about y'all, but uh, when it comes to putting things on the smoker, anything goes.
2: Anything goes.
0: <laughs> so what's the weirdest thing you put on the smoker before? I have,
1: I mean, wrapping a pork butt in banana leaves and throwing that on a smoker after it's been all tied up in twine was pretty interesting. Um, we've made pizzas before. I've smoked some fruit before. Oh, what kind of fruit out, did I you think do? I we did pears, actually, and it came out pretty good. It came out pretty good. The sweetness of it, you know, helped out a lot.
2: Yeah, any type of fish that you catch... You know it will always add more flavor to it so uh, we've done our true ducking before uh, in Texas actually on am a smoker uh, prime rib is a good on a smoker too um, but to your point anything anything goes in a smoker
0: anything goes and I know when we got our new smoker I it was like if it wasn't nailed down it it went <laughs> yeah. in there yeah. um, butter yes I smoked butter okay. chocolate chips yeah. sugar but you know when you start thinking about it You know, all these, uh, there's something about the flavor of smoke that just makes the food taste so good.
2: And if you, so if you go out to Hogs for the Cause on Friday night, before the main event on Saturday, that's one of the uh, wonderful parts of that night, is that you just walk around and you smell these great flavors. Because there's nothing better smelling than slow smoking something slow roasting something so the whiffs in the air to me is the best smelling thing you can have better than cologne or perfume or or, or what have you
0: you just rub a little of that yeah. you just you, you put your dinner shirt out yeah. by the smoker <laughs> so that the ladies love you when yeah. you go out right
1: another fun part about that Friday night and it actually happens Saturday night also but by the time it, it gets going on Saturday in the evening most people have shut down their smokers but Friday night, you know, there's there's all this overhead lighting out there at the, on the field, and once everybody starts getting their smokers up and going, it literally is like a white cloud of smoke emanating from the area that I'm sure the neighboring neighborhoods just love. You know, it's, it's great.
0: Or it drives them crazy because it makes them so hungry.
1: It could yeah. be that also. Yeah. But hey, whatever drives the, you know people to show up and, and buy some tickets, that's, that's yeah. what we're there
2: for. And you can come out there that Friday night and actually buy meals or serve them some food and uh, so you... If it it gets you out there, great.
0: Well, so uh, for my listeners out there, Hawks for the Cause is going to be on March 31st through April 1st. Um, The guys get out, uh, guys and gals. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) And I think there's like one all-girl team out there. There is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, get out there. We fire up the smokers. We get going on Friday night. And right. then it goes all the way through Saturday evening, yeah. like at 7 o'clock?
1: Right. So the Friday night is, is definitely the less attended evening of it, but I think the guys are doing a great job of trying to make it more of a two-day festival. Uh, there'll be live music Friday night, you know, food for sale, alcohol for sale. Um, I think it goes to about 10 o'clock maybe on Friday night, and then it starts up again Saturday morning at 11, unless you buy the VIP pass, and you can get in at 10 o'clock on, on Saturday. Uh, But yeah, Saturday's the main event day, but Friday's a lot of fun. Um, On Friday evening, they do, you know, a lot of the individual teams will actually throw their own parties, there's been uh, DJs out there before, Um, I'm trying to remember who, there was some famous DJ that was with one of the teams last year that had a big draw, you know, some of these guys put up, you know, a a 20 by 20 cooking tent, but a 40 by 40 like hanging out tent, and so Friday evening turns into, you know, it it gets a little wild out there.
0: What? And I feel like that's kind of what barbecue is. It's, you know, it's like that, that slow cooked, delicious food that you kind of sweat over, but you're really drinking a beer while the food's kind of just cooking out there. You're yeah. supervising yeah. it.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's really what made this event take off like it has over the years, because it's this great opportunity to help a great cause, like you mentioned, But what are you doing? You're getting together with your friends and your family and your loved ones and you're slow cooking food around a smoker and a campfire and you're drinking some beer and you're, you know, generating, uh, you know, good times. I I can't think of a, a better way to spend my Friday night than cooking food with people that I care for.
0: Well, I have to ask you guys, I know y'all have been doing this since like almost 2010, so the team's been going pretty strong.
2: We're holding our own. We're (laughs) holding our own. (laughs)
0: But, you know, I I look and I go, wow, since 2010, well, I can only imagine, have you ever kept track of how many pork, like how many pounds of pork you've done done since 2010?
1: Definitely have not, but it's a lot.
2: Yeah, I think the first year we decided to do this, and we started the second year, but the, the, the year we decided to do it, we must have practiced like every weekend, leaning up like, months and months in advance. I think by the time the event started, we were so porked out, because we were going <laughs> to a pork butt every weekend, and right. then you know, you're dividing that up to team members to take home, and so, but I don't, I mean, and I can't even think of it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's
1: a lot. It's, yeah. it's, probably, uh, it's, it's probably an embarrassing amount, actually, yeah. but you know, it, that's a good thing also, you know. You can never have too much pork, right? Yeah. Well, you thousand, know, yeah. thousands of pounds of pork
0: smoked. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's it was a whole big. lot. Thousands of pounds, <laughs> tons, tons. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't even imagine. I, w- I, w- I don't know if the guys from Hogs had like an estimate of how much uh, pork they've gone through, but I think that would be a fun number to know since it yeah. started. <laughs> yeah,
1: that that's it's got to be massive. It's got to be
0: massive. Well, you know, with that many years of competing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the categories for our listeners out there, you know, pork butt and ribs and the whole hog, even the sauce. And one that I'm kind of excited about that I didn't know they had was actually a side with blue plate mayonnaise. I Because mm-hmm. y'all are talking to the girl that will eat a drab pull boy yeah. <laughs> before she puts a different mayonnaise on her pull boy.
2: But if, if everything's good with smoking, everything's good with blue plate mayonnaise. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but then also fundraising, yeah. you know. And, and then the Friday night party, there's just so many opportunities to, to compete, but I can only imagine the amount of recipe testing that has happened in your lives, because it's more than just the meat. You gotta feed everybody out there and you're trying to find food. If the next guy is just doing pork shoulder, pork shoulder, pork shoulder, like you gotta mix it up with something. Yeah.
2: Well, I think over the years, obviously the main goal is raise money. And the second goal, the second goal is to have, well, first goal is to raise money. Second goal is to have some fun while we're doing it. Third would be to make some good food and to compete and hopefully win on some categories. And so we've been diverse over the years. And, and we feel that we were first in a, some, some food items that you see out there quite a bit now. So for example, oh, three, four years ago, we were the first team pushing Cracklin. And you see that now everywhere. And uh, we would we'd line them up out there. Um, a few years ago, we did a, glazed donut that we cut in half and we grilled, Uh, we put prowling bacon on it, and provolone cheese and served it like a grilled cheese sandwich with some coffee barbecue sauce. So, you know, you you have to push yourselves because the event's getting so big and it's attracting, uh, attracting chefs from all over, uh, really, probably the world now, that uh, you need to up your game if you want to uh, stay competitive. Yeah, and and I that's think, why we have Chef Amy now. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't put all your eggs in my <laughs> <Yeah>. basket, boys. <laughs>
1: but I think that that's nowhere better displayed than in the pork puree category, which is basically just a dish that has to incorporate pork, and more so than just you know turning in a, a salad with bacon bits. It's... You know, it needs to be an integral part of the dish, but there's really, that's where the creativity of this comes from. Like, there's a lot of people out there doing, you know, amazing things with, uh, with that dish in particular. Because, let's face it, I mean, how exciting can ribs really be? You know, they're, they're ribs, right? So, you've got a better rub on it, you, you cooked it perfectly, and maybe your sauce is better. But, belly is really the exciting category, and I think that's really what, you know, most teams are really trying to get that coveted, you know, first, second, or third on.
0: Well, I feel like um, it's easy for you to kind of get palate fatigue Mm -hmm. when you go to something like this. For sure. Because even if you're diehard, I love ribs. I I remember one year I got to judge the rib category. And I ate ribs and ribs and ribs. And then there was one that had this, like, interesting lime flavor. And I went, oh. Like,
1: Finally something vi- different, right? <laughs> but, you know,
0: in traditional barbecue, that's not necessarily what you would be looking for for a competitive barbecue. You know, I guess if you're old school competitive barbecue. Yeah. But I think that, you know, Hogs gives people the opportunity to kind of play around yeah, and push go. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. push yeah. the limit a little.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand how judges do it, actually, because I... Even during this event, you'll try lots of different dishes from other teams, and you'll walk around like, oh, try this, try that, right? And and I have you know, midday on Saturday, every pulled pork I'm eating is like, oh, this kind of tastes the same, you know? And I'm just <laughs> tired of pulled pork, like, you know? But uh, did, when you were judging, did you find that in the mornings, like when you first started, was things tasting better, and then it kind of went down from there?
0: I would say that they're pretty smart in that they paste our judging, so, like, you didn't judge, like... Two different categories in a row okay. like you like I want to say I did something early and That's then funny. I did something later um, and so I had the opportunity to do um, the pork puree category but I did the ribs category right. okay. um, so you're not doing pork but pork ribs you know mm-hmm. whole hog like yeah. one after the other I imagine that the professional judges um, probably have to taste everything, but I couldn't even imagine the calorie count oh. <laughs> at the end of a day of judging an event like this. Yeah. If you, you have to do every category, <laughs>
1: yeah. you, you don't think they do it like wine, where they just like chew on it for a little bit and then they like, spit it into a bottle <laughs> <laughs>
0: It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I don't. I, I guess I should have uh, sat through the judging <laughs> seminar a little bit better. I was so full by the end, but you know, like all these different dishes, and then you know. You're feeding people out there, and I know like people are doing things. Um, I, I will give a shout out to my girl Rachel who did the macaroons one year. Yeah. So we're, were seeing awesome. all kinds of different stuff, but you, jambalayas yeah. and mm-hmm. gumbos and etouffes right. and all of that is on the pork in it. Yeah, yeah. And
2: I think that if you come out there for the weekend, you're going to see. A variety of unique dish dishes that just taste delicious that you'll never think of you know well beyond the normal pork taco yeah, you're gonna see a lot of that too there will probably
1: be several several different teams of pork tacos or pork nachos or just a straight-up pulled pork sandwich you know that still exists but yeah there is the variety out there for those more adventurous types that would like to you know try different things
0: well and part of me wonders if I, you know I think we have this problem with food in New Orleans in general is do we stick with the old classics or do we go like and modern and innovate and, right, right, innovate. Right. and there yeah. there is something really good about just that old pulled pork sandwich with coleslaw. Oh
1: yeah, well, right, no, that's right, not getting thrown right, out the, of the uh, the kitchen. Uh, that's <laughs> that is that is a standby. There, when, I, when
2: I when I when I travel and I go to barbecue places that's my standard is a pulled pork sandwich with coleslaw. You know that that to me that's uh, that that might, that might be one of my dishes on my like uh, death row dishes. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: the, something that yeah. I will have to have is your your final meal. Yeah, one right? of my final
2: meals. I've alive a lot of them. but be yeah.
0: Well, I over the years, are there any dishes that y'all recipe tested and said maybe got excited about and then you were like, well, oh yeah, no no, yeah. We, this there's no way this is gonna work or. Oh, the concept was great, but the yeah. execution not so good.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think last year's donut dish. So, two years ago when we did the glazed donut, it went over really well. In fact, our issue, we didn't buy enough supplies. So, I think we bought 100 donuts and we sold out within a few hours. People love them. So, we're like, well, this year we're going to have 200 donuts plus and be prepared. And we actually had folks come back and say, hey, I remember your donut. I, you're the donut people. I want a donut. The issue is this we deviated and we bought different type of provolone cheese.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: And I was, none of us, including myself, and I'll take full responsibility, didn't taste the provolone cheese. We just, I just thought, oh, the provolone cheese is provolone cheese. It changed the dish completely. Where oh, wow. it, I didn't think it tasted as well as it did the year before. It wasn't horrible, but it didn't give it that extra oomph that really pushed it over the edge. So I think it's important to, taste every component when you even think and it even comes on the to bacon too. You know what what type of bacon you use and things of that sort. If you're not tasting that even you think oh it's the same thing, it could lead to danger. Um,
1: yeah. And another thing that we did do once and it was delicious. I'm still standing by it. It just had a bad name, I guess, because it scared people off. But it's basically a liquid pork dish, and it's it's a it's a liquid bone, pork. Liquid pork, yeah. I mean, doesn't it sound like just delicious, right? Yeah. Um, it's basically a pork butt, you know, that's just cooked down and smothered so much that it basically just kind of shreds into the gravy. Serve it over rice. It's absolutely delicious, but. We had so many people come up and say, what is liquid pork? Because I think they were thinking it was like a shake or yeah. something. And it just did not sell because of said name. So, yeah. you know, you go through those things and, and you have, you know, that takes place. But um, yeah. I think as long as you kind of learn from it and be careful with your your naming mm-hmm. of items and, you know... Test the cheese before Test, you yeah. before you put it on a donut, not knowing yeah. that it was a particularly stinky variety of provolone <laughs> yeah. cheese. Um, yeah, no, I think it's uh, every year is, it's it's a learning process.
2: It, it's a shame because that liquid pork dish, which we haven't done since that one year, was delicious. But I, when I worked front of the house, and I saw folks walk by, they read the sign, and they talk to each other and grimace, <laughs> and kind of like shake their heads and walk away like liquid pork <laughs> on, a, on a hot Saturday afternoon right, right. is not no. something you want. Yeah. Maybe so not I, the best name. So I yeah. think naming and obviously ensuring that even the smallest detail is important.
0: Well, I mean, you have a pretty big team. There's yeah. a lot of people, and yeah. I know that people are kind of assigned tasks, and even if they They can't actually do the cooking. They work in the front of the house. So how do you even go through the process to put a team together?
1: Well, it's interesting because our team is kind of, we've gained people and we've lost people over time. Um, And I think all of our friends all like to cook and we all like to eat. So when this first came up, you know, I have a friend in, in Baton Rouge. I went to law school with his wife he's a big fan of cooking. He had a Cajun microwave, right? We're going to do the whole hog in this Cajun microwave. So he's on the team. And then, you know, from other people around town, basically just saying, you know, we're doing this thing. We know you like to cook. Even if you don't want to cook, can you help us with the front of the house? So it's all very, because everything is volunteer. We have to remember, we all have our day jobs. You know, some of us have kids. Um, All of this is, you know, you're coming out of pocket for your supplies. You're raising money to give that money to to the organization, so it's not as if there's people like beating down your door to do this, especially because <laughs> your your weekend's gone. You know, it's all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then you go back on Sunday and, and break down your your tents and your space and all that, and you're out of there. So um, it really just it kind of got out word of mouth wise that we that we were yeah. doing this, and then people asked to join us. Or
2: yeah, I think it started kind of organically where uh, the first year we did it. It, it was to raise money for like a specific family, and if you think about the cause itself, it's helping parents take care of their sick kid. And this isn't like paying medical bills, right? This is for groceries, electricity, and things that housing, housing, because and... your funds are going to medical bills, right? Absolutely. And, and so, as a parent, and a lot of our folks on our team are parents. They can relate to the, the struggles that folks are going through with all this. So we we started in that regard in regards to, that, and then it kind of then it grew into what it is today and so talking to our friends and bringing on team members to Brian's point most of us have cooked before in some capacity maybe in college or something but you know we all could could relate to the cause itself and that enough is a chance to you know or given if you give people a chance to participate in that they'll usually step up to the plate and and put in the hard work and you know the money and the time and things that, that go into it so we've been we've been fortunate in that regard.
0: Well, as a team of amateur cooks,
2: mm-hmm. I, well, one I, of us
1: is.
0: <laughs> yeah, <well.
2: laughs> yeah,
1: we used
0: to be okay, an amateur chefs. Well, uh, years before, I I can only imagine because when I talked to you guys and we started talking about the team and the dishes and what we were doing and and I'm going, oh my God, these guys have been doing this all these years yeah. and the amount of. A focus you have to have to be able to do an event like this. The planning, to come up with the dish, to keep it food safe, to make, to think about the little things like, oh my goodness, do we need a fork or a spoon? Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. don't even think of, or do we need both for yeah. this right, dish? Right. um You know, how do you, you know people who cook at home? Yeah. Uh, how did you?
2: You learn the hard. Do way. it. <laughs> you, learn, you learn the hard way, actually. You the know, I would say way. like that. The first year, there was lots of practice. So we kind of had a game plan.
1: Food-wise, yeah. we, we were good. We Food knew what rice, we were doing yeah. for, like, all that support item stuff.
2: Yeah. We, I mean, do.
1: I think in some of the Tupperware bins, we may still have napkins we bought from the first year we were doing this. <laughs> yeah. Because we were like, we're going to need, you know, like, ten gross of them. Just buy it all, you know? Yeah. So we, yeah. So that, that kind of works its way out by just
2: experience. I think every year we've gotten better. Which, that's, that's the, yeah. the, you know, the competitive part of me. That's the most important thing in some ways. If you want to try to win a little bit. So... Every year we get better, right? We didn't have a storefront, now we have a storefront. You know, we uh, it took us a couple years ago. We need a sink, <laughs> you know. Now we have a sink that we that we keep. It's you know? the little it's, things. It's, it's right. the <laughs> little things, yeah. So I, I think we've taken our, our bumps and bruises over time. Uh, but you know, you just kind of come together and do it. I, it's really the last two weeks that it really comes together. You know, it, usually during the event we're like, all right, we're going to do this in more planning stages, and then two weeks before you're like, oh goodness. Let's get together on this. You know, it's kind of like a uh, Mardi Gras day costume. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone talks about like next year, I'm going to put this in this effort into it and make this outfit. And then it's like morning. up. and going, all right, what do I have? <laughs> oh, you know, okay. No. So on. Yeah.
0: Well, so <laughs> did you learn that you need to have like a scribe that whole weekend? Someone that is going to write down all of your great ideas that you come up with this
2: well, You're... we don't have that, but we have good inventory takers. So, oh, you, know, that, you know, we'll say, hey, we have this many napkins or these many forks, and we need this and need that, and, you know, the ideas are kind of, they kind of free flow. We, that's a good idea, Chef Amy. We should, <laughs> this year. But I'm not volunteering. I know. we fine. No, we're you know. Yeah. <laughs> My wife is going to taking notes. <laughs> so.
0: Well, I know the expense of this, it, just in a few attempts yeah. at pork butt or, you know, Testing recipes, the expense gets pretty big. So, what are you doing to help offset costs? Are there people that help you out?
2: So yeah, so we have obviously team members like some costs, and then we have two corporate sponsors, which obviously I obviously want to say thank you to Yay, both of them. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, one is uh, DTPM. There's their uh, their motto is their local and scope, and na- our uh, local and service but national in scope. They do a variety of different types of diagnostics and testing. Uh, they sell lab equipment, things of that sort. And uh, another company, Advanced Computer Technologies. They actually do laboratory software um, and uh, they're located out of Alabama. But without their support, it would be a lot more costlier for our team. Yes. So we, we can't thank them enough. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, in they fact, do. the software company is going to be there this time for the first time ever. Just kind of hang out and so they both those companies really believe in the cause too and they're they're happy to sponsor so it's great that uh, they're part of it that's but, so
0: it's so great and it's exciting to see other people get excited about yeah. something you know I feel like we go about our daily lives we're busy we're caught up in it and you need somebody to spark it to to make you go hey I need to think about this. I need to do yeah. this, and then I need to take it to the next level. And right. either write right. the check or do the dishes, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah and we
1: do. And we hit up, you know, all of our friends. You know, we post on Facebook. If you're going to buy tickets to the event ahead of time, you know, you can put Notorious Pig in the reference of the ticket. We'll get some credit for that. Uh, but, yeah, we hit everybody up and say, if you can't come, you know, you can throw some money to, to help it out. It'll help our fundraising causes because, you know, bottom line, again, that's what this is really all about is is raising the money for the cause. Um, so, yeah, you just kind of hold your hat out and hope for the best sometimes, you know.
2: And that's what makes this event, you know, so great. You know, I think this city, we love to come together and go to festivals and, and you know, uh, eat, obviously, and enjoy company. And uh, this event allows you that chance to do that, right? So uh, if you have nothing going on that Saturday and you wanna give back to the community for a good cause, this is your opportunity to do so. And uh, and uh, what they provide now for folks is just getting bigger and better every year. Uh, you know, the bands that they have, the list is amazing. I think they close Saturday night with Shovels and Ropes, which is a pretty well-known band. They get some great songs. Uh, uh, the booths themselves, some folks travel from you know all over the US now. Their booths are amazing, double decker booths and lots of different gimmicks. So it's just a next year. Next, next year, year Larry. we're building <laughs> we're building a kingdom next yeah. year. You know? yeah. But I didn't want to and I forgot to mention this too, but if folks want to learn more about DTPM, they, they can go to dtpm.com or AC or Actinnovations.com. So I want to mention their
0: websites. Awesome. So. And so we have just a few minutes left. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you a question that I ask a lot of chefs that come on the show. Mm-hmm. Because you guys are doing a lot of cooking at home. Mm-hmm.
1: Using that chef term loosely, right? All right you're, <laughs> doing, <laughs> you're, no doing,
0: you're doing a lot of cooking at home. Yep. So what happen, what is in your refrigerator? If I open your refrigerator tonight, Ooh. what am I going to see in there?
1: So uh, that's a good time to ask that question because we just filled it yesterday from the grocery. Um, So you're going to always pretty much find in my uh, refrigerator a variety of hot sauces. I love hot sauces, many different kinds. Shout out to Crystal, my favorite, of course. Um, I've got chicken thighs in there. I've probably got some nice uh, medium rare roast beef, Um, milk for the little ones, Uh, yogurt, obviously. Trying to think if there's anything else. In my freezer right now, I've got two freshly done pork butts from yesterday. But those, that's in the freezer. I guess that's outside of the actual question. Um, and some beer and wine. Yeah.
0: What about you, Larry? Um, so
2: I have I have two, I have twin nine-month-old twins, or boys. And uh, so right now, I just did this whole gamut of cooking for them. So there's a bunch of pureed vegetables, pureed red beans and rice, pureed chicken. So I have a whole baby food section. Uh, I have a lot of leftover corned beef and cabbage that I made yesterday, Uh, and I actually have a chicken that I'm going to roast and do something with later on this week, Um, and beer, and hot sauce. My husband and
0: I are going to have to come to your house, because if you open our refrigerator, you're going to find pickles, jelly. And two cabbages that someone gave me from the parade. Oh, nice. um, and that is about the extent of the food in this household. Uh, so there is definitely a difference in what yeah. is in our refrigerators. So. Well,
1: we're blessed to have, you know, at least in my I think Larry does the grocery shopping at his house, but my wife always does the grocery shopping. And she's one of those people that if she doesn't have a nice, full fridge, she gets like this weird anxiety going. She gets nervous. Yeah. I think it's being a, a southern woman, right? Like you always got to have enough in your fridge to. Uh, to accommodate when everybody drops in on you. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I'm, I'm blessed on that. I can't take any credit for all the amazing things in my fridge right
0: now. Well, if you just show up here, you're gonna get cream cheese and pepper jelly. <laughs> that's you there got you go. With Maybe even sparkly. a cracker. Maybe even a
2: cracker. I, I
0: probably have saltines. <laughs> that will work. Well, guys, I wanna thank y'all so much again for my listeners out there. The team name, will y'all say the name?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's Notorious P.I.G. And we're in booth B15. It's pretty much dead center. You can't miss us.
0: So, you'll have to come out. You have to see us. You have to support us at Hogs. We can't tell you what our dishes are yet. We're going to keep that pretty darn top secret. But... um, It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And if you want to get out there and you want to buy your tickets in advance, you can go to hogsforthecause.org. And again, it's March 31st. Through April first, April first is only if you want to come help us clean up. I think is uh, kind of like no, 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 that's Saturday. 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 Yeah, okay. April, Um, April, no one helps us clean (laughs) up. (laughs) April So, well, they can stay out till ten o'clock at night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean the grease out, right? Right, right. Well, uh, for my listeners out there, you've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao.